Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey, everybody, welcome back for another episode of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And as I promised last week, my friend Michelle Cohen is with us again. And if if you heard her last week, I know you're looking forward to what we're going to talk about today as much as I am. So, Michelle, welcome back. Thank you, Paul. It's so great to be here. It's so great to have you. And I, I'm just, I'm so excited because before the interviews and in between, we've been talking about stuff that the Lord is doing in your life and putting together to help other people. And I, gosh, I'm just so excited and I'm looking forward to talking about that. Yes, me too. So very much. Well, you, we, we talked just a little bit uh, when we finished last time and you talk about this in, in your recorded messages, uh, hearing your inner voice and how in many cases, Unfortunately, we were taught not to trust our inner voice, not to trust our intuition. And as we also mentioned, just about everything we were taught like that was exactly the opposite of what's true. So tell us your thoughts on that now, what that what that means to you and how you're helping people there. Yeah, sure. Well, I think there's, there's just as we discussed last week, you know, we talk about the true God, the one true God. This is eternal life, Jesus said, or we talked about it between the program, I think, but this is eternal life that you know that you have a, an experiential knowing, a personal experiential knowledge of the one true God, which would imply that there is perhaps a false God or versions of God that are false to us. And the truth that I think is so important for us to understand is that we too have a false self. It's the program self. It's the it's the it's the one that's had all the layers put on it over the years, and and we've we've somewhat subjugated or or suppressed what I call the essential self. The essential self being that spirit essence self that is born of God. If we if we believe the scriptures, we know that we are made in the Creator's image and likeness. Uh, when God created things, he spoke to the substance of their derivation. When he wanted the plants, he spoke to the earth. When he wanted the, the fish out, you know, take a fish out of water and it dies. The, the fish came forth from the waters. When God created man, he spoke to himself. He spoke to the essence, the substance of man's derivation, which is God himself. So we are not separated. We cannot be separated from spirit because we are spirit. And, um, Unlike perhaps what we've been taught, we are spirit beings with an earth suit. I call it an earth suit. We are spirit beings. We are, we are beautifully designed souls, individuated souls in an individuated earth suit that is on the one hand, completely connected to everything, completely in union with the same spirit that bore us. But at the same time, we're individuated in these earth suits. So we've got this amazing 
amazing best of both worlds. We've got this connection to the divine. We've got this connection to God's source. We've got our God self, if I can put it that way, the Christ self. And within this unique individuated expression that we get to express this glory, this worth, this all the things that we are individually through our individuated earth suit, and we get to walk that out. Now, if we are taught or we believe that we are cut off from spirit, we're only going to see ourselves as a flesh suit, essentially. And that maybe if we're lucky, if we get Jesus to come into our heart and stay, if we're really good, <laughs> or, or, or we get the Holy Spirit, you know, as all these different ways that we phrased it, we're now an earth, we're now an earth suit upgraded to having a bit of spirit. But it's not like that at all. We mm. are divinely connected. We are in divine union with the Father, just like Jesus said, I and my Father are one. I'm a spirit being that's connected to life source, but I'm in a body. I'm in an earth suit. And guess what? <laughs> Doesn't the scripture say you are the body of Christ? <laughs> It's like, it's been like, you know, yeah. like this for so long, but we are Christ's body. We are the spirit connected to the source of all. We are a spirit connected in union with spirit. If, if, if you've been joined to the Lord, 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, you are one spirit with him. And I think we have been, literally been taught to be an adulterated people. Mm. We've been, we've believed ourselves to be separate, which is really like, and living this sort of adulterated lifestyle when in actual fact, we are the bride of Christ. We are one with Christ. We were never disconnected from that except in one place in our minds. Now, when we begin to wake up, to this true essential self, the self that is a spirit being in an earth suit, we begin to trust. We begin to trust the, the voice of what we call the Holy Spirit, seeing the Holy Spirit as this separate entity. But the Holy Spirit is not a separate entity. The Holy Spirit is, is something that we're in union with. We are in union with the Spirit. So we begin to trust the intuition, the tuition from within, the guide, the teacher, from within, who is connected with our spirit. We no longer say, well, I have to find out what, what, what God wants. Oh, I'll just do what God wants. As though God were out there somewhere as this separate entity. We begin to trust that I am the living expression of Christ and that I can be careful what I choose with my, with my knowledge, with my discerning ability between good and evil. I can use that for the best possible outcome of not only myself, my world, my experience, but for those around me. I can use my distinguishing ability, my knowledge of truth, of, of good and evil, in conjunction with my essential self, my spirit self in union with spirit, and actually do what I was created to do, which was to cultivate the kingdom of God in the earth. 
Wow. Right. Wow. So, so well said. I, if I were to say that, I, I'd have to lock myself in my office for about four days and carefully craft that. And it just came out of you. You've, you've been thinking about this. I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of <laughs> thinking about this, a lot of studying. But that's really just, that's the part of the New Testament that we haven't excavated yet. I, this is my mission really is to, is to help excavate these treasures that we have in the ancient writings that we call the New Testament and excavate the treasures that we have in the gospels about Jesus and remember, you know, who we really are so that we can live in the fullness of God. Doesn't Ephesians 3.19 talk about living in the fullness of God? And yet, as long as God's out there somewhere, sky God out there somewhere, and we don't understand that that fullness is intended to be embodied, the body of Christ, that means you and me and every single one of us on this planet embodying Christ, being Christ, the Christ spirit body, giving an expression, a multifaceted expression of the wisdom of God multicolored, multifaceted, we will keep suppressing ourselves for this thing called God's will. And we won't remember that God is working in us, in us, through us, through the us, through the me, through the essential self embodied in an earth suit to bring an expansion of light in the earth to be the light of the world. I'm sorry, I'm kind of rambling, but but it's no, all in there. It's no, all in there. It is. And then we've just been reading it through through these these scaled eyes, Paul, I think. And we and we've been taught uh, by well-meaning but misinformed people what the will of God is and how it's not things that we have in our heart or our desires and we're to repress those things. And I you know, I, I, I think about the title, well, what, what you've been using with me, Inspiration for Life and Arts. And, and you come from an arts background as a, a dancer and actor, teacher, singer, choreographer. And um, inspiration, I mean, obviously words can have multiple, multiple meanings, but inspiration for life and arts, you know, as you've just been talking, it you know it inspires me. I, I uh, the life seems to resonate well up inside of me, and I can just visualize people sitting in you know around a circle, hearing you speak, and their eyes lighting up and the smiles on their faces. Tell me what what you have in mind, what you're seeing happening with with that actually manifesting in a in different ways of counseling, of ministry, of a place to meet and connecting with people. How do you, how do you, what do you see coming up there? Well, to just segue from what we were sharing previously about trusting that inner voice, we know that there's a principle that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It's not so much who we are. The truth is who we are is the offspring of God made in his image and likeness. But what's really going to count in life is who we think we are. And so as we begin to know ourselves as Christ's body, as the offspring, the beloved of God, it changes 
what we want in life, it changes our desires. Our desires become more attuned with things that are goodly and honorable and mm-hmm. kind and gracious in, a, in, in alignment with the very nature of God that we have. We have the divine nature. So I wanted to just say that because I know that people can say, there's so much evil in the world. How can you say that? How can you, you know, just let your own desires free? And I, it really is about when you know who you are as a beloved, as, as secure, as home in God's heart, in, in God, you, everything about you begins to change. You begin to use this knowledge of good and evil, this awareness, this differentiation between the two for the benefit. You know, you, you, this is the whole point is that we're able to distinguish in a polarized planet what's going to work and what doesn't, what is for the good of all and what is not for the good of all. So it's a tremendously powerful responsibility that we have. But the vision really is to is to begin to, to gather people as a celebration, a true ecclesia called out of the toxic programming to be uh, a, a people who understand who we are, to begin to actualize that essential self, to begin to live in the fullness that we possess, to begin to really love our authenticity to to flourish in our authenticity and our uniqueness and to to live out of the the self that operates in union with spirit not the programmed externally virused operating system that is disconnected from good from god from love and to begin to gather for the purpose of understanding who we are. It's not about trying to build a big following. It's about allowing people to have a place where they can come to, to really tap into the truth of their beauty, of their power, of their divine empowerment, of their divine nature, and do with that as they see fit to be able to really flourish in their authenticity. And also, as far as arts go, I have a, a, a connection with the arts world. So that's a language I can speak. And I have noticed that when artists, whether they're actors, whether they're dancers, when they begin to tap into the star that they are, <laughs> that stardust material that they are, that life force that they have within them, when they begin, when artists especially can be some of the most insecure people, on the face of the earth. Isn't that the strangest thing? People who are performers who are seem to be all out there and extroverts, not true. They're often some of the most introverted and um, internally insecure people. And I have noticed that when I'm training our, uh, actors and dancers and they can begin to learn who they are and then take that empowerment from within and let it filter through and be a conduit through their gift, through their artistic gift, Wow, watch out world. It is such an expression of God. It is such a prophetic expression. It is such an explosive light giving and life enhancing expression that we need artists who are truly empowered in, in their, in their true self in Christ. So all of that, I want to do all of that. It, it, it's church, but different, right? Um, like church, but not about a one-man show. It's about empowering people to really live in the fullness of God in whatever field they're in. Yeah, and that just that so resonates with uh, with artists. Uh, I know that uh, 
fortunate to still be able to to play music and, and have a place to play after uh, two years of COVID. And when I get together with my musician friends, some of them, well, all of them professional musicians who have played on the road with different bands or played in symphonies. Uh, you know, one's the dean of the School of Music at the, at a large university. Uh, uh, they're all in the uh, Hall of Fame of uh, states that they're from and their type of music and stuff. They're, they're just really good musicians. And when I get together with them now, I <laughs> 30 years ago when I would get together with them, I would feel like I had to tell them how they were, no matter how, what a good musician they were, that they were going to burn in hell because what an awful person they were. And, uh, you know, they didn't like to hear that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but now when I get to just be myself and uh, in, 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 enjoy life, enjoy making music, creating uh, with them, and of course what we play is jazz, it's, you know, it's all improvisation. The... Uh, but when I when I when I see them differently, when I see life differently, when I see God differently, I think I I get the feeling that I'm a joy for them to be around, not somebody they just put up with because I happen to be a good musician or maybe I'm paying them for playing or whatever. But I mean, we just we really resonate uh, with each other, and because we're sharing life and we're talking life, and 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 we're not talking. We're not talking death. We're not to, and, and I find out that these guys are to a person and gals very spiritual. I mean, they're very in tune with the voice inside of them. They're, they're very in tune with, with spirit, with resonating with other people, with light and brightness and, and joy. And most of them have at one time or another been involved in toxic religion. And just said, why do I want to do this? I'm not going to do it anymore. But they've remained spiritual. And man, when, when they find somebody who can uh, explain to them the truth, <laughs> uh, they, they love it. They love it. And, and I love it. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a wonderful difference. I, I think back when I first started, uh, in my religious uh, ministry, once in a while I could talk a church into having my jazz group come and play sort of as a novelty. And we would play Amazing Grace and just a closer walk with the and stuff like that. But we, you know, we played jazz style and stuff. But people would, most people there, religious people would just sit and <laughs> and never clap, you know, not move or not get into it. And, you know, and, and when we got, I remember getting done with a song and just feeling like, oh, I, I really shouldn't be doing that. It's just sort of dirty, you know. Uh, and then I, re, I remember my friends who weren't religious saying, can we go back to the nightclub and play <laughs> where people are happy and full of joy and they like us? <laughs> oh, man. And, and it sounds like, with inspiration for life and arts and, and what you see on the horizon, Michelle, you're giving you're giving people the opportunity to do that, to express themselves, to express who they are in God's image and likeness, and to be exposed to 
and hear from people who know the truth about the only true God who's always been in them, who loves them, who's never been mad at them, who gave them their gifts to begin with, and who delights in seeing them use those gifts. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a similar story. You know, when I was a a professional choreographer in London and dancer and dance teacher at a Juilliard type school, a, a beautiful college, a training school, I was so I look back now and realize I was so in touch with spirit through my artistic work and people would call it genius. It it was very, it was very soul touching. It was very life touching for people. Mm. It was not unusual for people to cry, you know, in the performances and, 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 and have revelations and, you know, beautiful experiences with whatever they, their understanding of God was. And I realized that when I started coming into religion, that spontaneity of connection with spirit was actually being squelched. And it's so wonderful to come full circle, to have the wisdom that I have, to walk through it all, to be like so many of us who are perhaps in our you know 40s and up who have lived in in it long enough to know there's something about this that's not working. I'm talking about the old religious, you know, doctrine, toxic religion. You know it's not working because it doesn't bring life out of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's this sort of slow death. It's this sort of half plugged in, half not plugged in. But what we're doing as artists, as people, and it's Mm. so essential in our world right now because – all kinds of things are happening all across the world. It's, you know, we're seeing extreme anxiety, stress, fear. It could get worse. We don't know. People need to know how to plug in to life mm. source, to the voice of guidance within. Yeah. We cannot mm. be anymore looking for an external sign because there is no reliable external mm. sign no. anymore. Even what we used to think was reliable, that even that's been taken now. There is no reliable external sign. So we must learn about the truth of who we are and our God connection and live in that security, live with that divine guidance that's available to us all the time. And and once we learn how to tap into that, we become our own governmental system. And I don't mean that in in any disrespectful way, but we uh, begin to stop living in learned helplessness. We begin to realize that we can... uh, we can trust the authority of the God voice within us mm. to guide us and lead us into all truth. This is very important in the days that we're living in now. It is very important. And, you know, Michelle, in the time that we have left, you and I have talked about this term before that I use D-E-E-M, delightfully expect effortless manifestation of, of the dreams and desires God's put in our heart. Would you share your dream with us. If you could have anything you wanted, let's say just for now, staying in in the Dallas area where you are, if you could have anything you wanted and do anything you wanted to do and see anything that you wanted to see happen uh, with yourself and other people, what would that look like? Well, Paul, I want to see a global center for identity empowerment one where people can just touch in either online through some programming, the programming that we're, that we're putting out. It's, it's inspiration for life and arts, but on a global level. I really want to 
create a center where people can brush up with, take courses, come and be part of, take retreats to get immersed in the truth of their true identity in Christ as Christ's body in the earth, to be the light of the world that they are, to really get back in touch, not with the programming or, or putting old new new patches on an old wineskin, but to really have an opportunity to shed all of the grave clothed layers of the false self and come into that true empowerment of their true self in Christ, their true divine nature, knowing who they are, operating in the best of both worlds, that 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 God self that can overcome the world, plus the very useful ability to discern and distinguish between light and darkness, good and evil, to make wise choices and be empowered from the inside out, not from the outside in, because all of that's fallen away, but to be empowered from the inside out to create a new, a new earth, one that we can all enjoy, one that benefits all, one that really supports equality for all people and an opportunity for all human beings to flourish in the fullness of who they are. Wow. Sign me up. <laughs> I know our listeners and, and viewers are catching the vision for that and are excited for it. And I, I would encourage everybody who is to uh, visualize that happening just as, as Michelle is seeing that happen. And I know it's just in the embryonic stages. You're, you're just starting to uh, have a place to meet and people to meet with and to uh, put together these things. And gosh, just seeing in my mind, six months, a year from now, two, three years, what a force for good uh, and for uh, identity empowerment and inspiration for for life for people, uh, this is going to be. It's it's well, it's just cool to be to see the genesis of that and to see what God's got in mind for you. Yeah, I, and I love the idea, Paul. It's really, my heart is it is connection. You know, you might be in Kansas or Toronto or Africa you know, a country in Africa, it could be, you know, wherever you're at in the world, I think what's going to be really important is creating a network of people who are about supporting humankind in coming into the fullness of who they are and helping people to connect with that, with their God empowerment, with their God connection. And if we can help each other to I can't I can't help you out here in Dallas on an in-person meeting, but I know somewhere someone in Kansas and I know someone in you know England who's running this kind of thing where you are going to be so empowered and you're going to come into that security and confidence that you're longing for wouldn't that be great if we can network together and help each other find places help people find places where they can be in community and really experience that kind of connection what a vision what a vision that god has given you and uh, <clears throat> It's happening, and I, it's it's going to happen. I'm so excited for you, wow. thank you, and for the people who will who will be connecting with you. Tell people again how how they can connect with you and where they can find the books you've written and your poems and things like that. Sure. Well, thank you, Paul. Well, you can find inspiration for life and arts at michellefrancesca.com. And I'm sure Paul will put that up. It's uh, Michelle with one L, Francesca, 
F-R-A-N-C-E-S-C-A.com. And right now, offering coaching, workshops, and gathering opportunities for empowered living from the inside out. I sure, and I will put that in the notes, and people are probably reading them right now as we're as we're speaking, but I encourage people to connect with you, and uh, I look forward to the next time that we get together and uh, get to talk about these things again. Yes, me too. It's been such a joy, as always, to be on the program with you, Paul. Thank you. Me too. Thank you so much for being with us. And thanks all of you for for watching, uh, listening to another edition. And if you haven't yet to get a copy of our new book, Grace to All, and you can read more about Michelle and uh, see in print uh, how to contact her and those things, as, as well as the many of the other people that we've interviewed that do have ministries and uh, courses and books and videos and different things. And, and some of them may be within 100 miles of where you live as you're watching this right now. And we're glad to provide an opportunity for you to connect with them. So, Michelle, thanks again. And thanks, everybody, for watching and being part of another edition of Grace to All with Paul Grave. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.